Hey guys, you are listening to the Sports Dive. I am Mike D with Ron, week four in the books. Hey everybody, thank you for listening once again to the Sports Dive. Getting in our groove a little bit. Um, picks, not really, Mike. No, not really. First four weeks through the NFL season done. Um, we're actually recording on a Friday night tonight, but we're trying to get to you guys every week. So, um, But we're going to recap the first four weeks here first and... Uh, kind of go through um a quarter of the nfl season done yeah quarter done already it's it's crazy one game already in the books for week five which we'll get to in a little bit um total record for the uh first uh four weeks for me 38 wins 25 losses on the picks yeah i think i am at 35 wins and what's that 28 losses so yeah we're both about right there i think i was about 60 percent you were in the fifty fifties, yeah. Yeah, not bad actually. Vegas, Vegas would be considered that winning, so I'll take it. Yeah, if if, if only. If only <laughs> it's about the ones you bet, though. Unfortunately, yeah, um, so let's recap the first four season. Who are your five? Your let's start with the bottom five teams. Who are your bottom five teams in the league right now? Bottom five teams. Number thirty-two has to go to the Cleveland Browns. It's the Browns. Their games have been competitive um, here towards the end, but it's still the Browns, still the only winless team in the NFL. So they get number thirty-two. What about you? Um, I would actually. I'm actually going to go a different route. I, because the Browns games have been competitive, I actually. I think that Tennessee is my number thirty-two pick. Tennessee, huh? Yeah, I mean, Mariota has regressed a little bit this season from his rookie season through his sophomore season. I mean, this team, they don't have very much talent around them. The Browns were, are still in my bottom five, but um, I like the fact that they are competitive. They lead the league in rushing. The Browns do. So, um, Isaiah Crowell. I, I don't even know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where'd this kid come from? So, But, yeah, no, I... Uh, I, but Tennessee has a win, though. How can you? I like the competitiveness in the with the Browns. They okay. have been in these games. Most of their games, they've been in the game for at least three quarters. Like I said, you know, they're 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 feisty. Um, lost RG three to start the season, but they're still competitive. I like that. So records don't always mean everything. My so I would rank it Tennessee, then the Browns, and then I have Miami. Jacksonville and unfortunately our 49ers. So those the, that's my Rams team. are your your uh, all five of them. Yeah, that's all five of my teams. So jumping a yeah, little bit. Well, 31 I have the 49ers second to last. And and it's it's all Blaine Gabbert. It's it's just unwatchable. Yeah, I did my list before the, yesterday's game, so I had them ranked a little bit higher. I think now that obviously their week five is through the book. So, but discounting that, I I definitely think that the 49ers are a bottom five team in the league. They're kind of grouped in there with um with uh, in my eyes uh Miami and yeah. Jacksonville and Indianapolis. Yeah, even. I have them grouped right with them. So 30, I have Tampa and 29 Detroit and 30 Tennessee. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean 20 29 Detroit and 28 Tennessee. You know what? I forgot to Detroit on on my list. I had Indianapolis, Tennessee, Miami, but I I would throw Detroit. They get a honorable mention in the bottom five, yeah. probably definitely bottom six. They're deserving. 
Oh, definitely. There's a lot of one and three teams that are that are down there, though. I mean, San Diego, they're one and three, but they're definitely not a bottom five team. They've been very uh, competitive. Yeah, they've been competitive, but like Bill Parcells always says, "You are what your record says you are." That's very true. That's very true. I mean, I would really Philip Rivers would even though with that one and three record. He would be in my top three MVP picks right now, but I'm also yeah, you're biased. I'm biased. I love the Felipe. He's not. He's not getting any consideration. <laughs> <laughs> let's, go, let's go ahead and get to the, the uh, top five. Um, I'm just gonna round out my top five really quick. Yeah, let's do it that way. I have the uh, Denver Broncos one, the New England Patriots two, the Steelers three, Minnesota Vikings four. And the big surprise, Eagles number five. Eagles number five. Um, I'm going to round out my top five. One is I have the Steelers ranked number one. I still think that they're one of the best teams in the league, the way they're playing it. Vikings two. Broncos three. Seattle. Excuse me. No, I have I have Eagles four and Seattle five. And then I, w- I would put an honorable mention in there to the Patriots, but without Tom Brady still going through one and three, um, I kind three of, and one or three three and one. I'm sorry, excuse me. That's what I meant. Uh, that no show against the Bills kind of knocked them out of my top five. It was Jacoby. I I really didn't expect Jacoby. I I thought the Patriots were going to win, so it did surprise me that they lost at home. But it was Jacoby. That fumble that he had really hurt him. And he was playing hurt. He's already on IR now that Brady's back. Um, so I don't really blame him. Um, I thought they were going to be 2-2 two, two and two at best. And to be 3-1 and one, and now getting Brady back, now getting Gronk back, they have to be um, definitely in your top five. For me, they're number two. Well, what all my top five has in common and looking at these is they're all defensive predominant teams with the exception of the Steelers. Yeah. Definitely. Well, the Eagles' defense is very surprising. I, the way that they held out the Steelers to only three points and shellacked them, that that raised an eyebrow. So um, they're probably trending on the uh, for real, uh, defensively at least. Let's see what they do uh, coming out of the bye week. That's going to be interesting for me. Well, and the big question is Wentz. Can he stay as productive as he's been for the first quarter of the season being a rookie? Will he fall back to, to earth? As the season goes on. Yeah. Um, one thing we have in common, though, no Green Bay in the uh, top five. And that was my Super Bowl pick for the NFC side of it. So that's a little bit surprising. I mean, that their defense, they're, they're going to have to score some points in order to win some games, it's looking like. Well, they're coming off a of bye week last week or early bye week for them uh i think one of my concerns about the green bay packers is their offense has looked kind of slow with the exception of their week three game which i think they played what was that the lions um, was it the lions uh, yeah but... it was it was a shootout it was a shootout and uh rogers came back to life they need they need to get more from cobb if they're going to do anything because they can't just rely on jordy that he's going to start getting double team pretty soon and cobb's nowhere to be found again I don't. I don't think I was. I was reading an article um, earlier today that in the past like 15 games, he has nine or less fantasy points, which is pretty bad. 
Yes, and Jordy Nelson was still coming back from the injury, so we kind of expected him to take a few weeks to kind of get back to game speed after being out most of last season. I think that really showed the first couple weeks of the season. He he looked like he couldn't get open. That last that last win that they had against the Lions, it was the Lions. So I'm not going to put all my stock in Green Bay or even consider them to be a top five team at this point. Yeah, they're they're pushing. I'm they're definitely top ten, but I agree with you. They're not in the top five right now. Um, they have the Vikings looming. That's going to be very interesting um, to see that game play out, and that's going to probably be for. I know it's only the first of the two meetings, but. That's going to put early dominance on that division. Yeah, definitely. I think the Vikings are one of the big surprises here outside. We talked about the Eagles real briefly, but losing their starting quarterback, Teddy. Mm-hmm. Get well soon, Teddy. Um, having Sam Bradford. I think Teddy lost his job. Teddy definitely lost his job. Well, at this point in time... If, if they keep winning, I think they're going to keep Bradford long-term, and I think Teddy's out of a job. Yeah. I, Which... Don't be surprised if they cut him and Chip scoops him. <laughs> that would be... He'd be perfect for, for his offense. Obviously, coming off the injury, they'll probably keep him next season. Uh, usually, that, that would if they cut them, he cut him because of the injury, it would still count against the cap. I don't know if what Teddy's contract situation is. Sam Bradford has another year on his deal. We don't even know if Teddy will take, with the severity of his knee injury, we don't even know if he'll be back next season at this point. It's going to be hard for them to discover. And this Vikings team is a win-now team. Yeah, they're definitely set up for now. The other thing that's kind of surprising about the Vikings, they lost AP, which I actually think is not a surprising opinion, but more beneficial for that offense because they were force-feeding AP the ball. He was only getting two-point-something yards per carry. They, they were kind of forcing him in the it offense. It opened it up. It definitely opened up their offense. But they're, they're going to have another setback this week. Stephon Diggs is supposed to be out this week, number one target. So we'll get more into that when we discuss it. But they're just losing top flight players left and right. Yeah, the only other team that really, I mean, I think would be a shocker. I think a lot of people thought the Steelers were going to be good. They obviously had that loss in Philly, but they rebounded from that is the Broncos with their quarterback situation there was a lot of skepticism um on this team Simeon uh, is obviously injured now they're they're going to passing Lynch but this defense is just dominant once again yeah it's a defense that that gives them the great field position that sets everything up for the offense um I did tell you though Paxton Lynch was going to come in week four and show out and show out I, I don't think they they're probably gonna go back to Simeon, but Lynch looked legit running the offense. Definitely, um, you did call that. Uh, unfortunately for him, it or Simeon, it was because of injury, not lack of play. But uh, he he did come in, look cool and poised. Uh, once again, this Denver defense team. If you can if you can score twenty points with this team, you you're you're gonna be in a lot of ball games. And like we said many times. With all due respect to Peyton Manning, he was horrible last year. Uh, what we're learning is that Brock Osweiler is also equally, well, not equally as horrible to Peyton Manning, but not as good as he looked. He looked very good with, in this Denver team last year. Obviously, he doesn't look so great in in Houston. So if you have a halfway decent quarterback with this team, you're going you're gonna to win a lot of games. You think they could win with Gabbert? 
I I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt well, it. Well, the problem with Gabbard is he gives up turnovers, and that and this and is and he's team, inaccurate. Well, that's yeah, he's inaccurate and he gives up turnovers, and and this is a and he sucks and he sucks, yeah, <laughs> and a lot of things. So let's go ahead and move on to um, well, that rounds out our top fives. Is there any other team you want to go over before we move on to the to the next the upcoming week five season? No, I think we I think we covered it. Bottom five, top five, first quarter of the season. So I think we're all set there. Let's go ahead and jump right into a uh, week five, and let's go ahead and start with last night's game, which was. Unfortunately, the 49ers losing to the Cardinals once again. And four out of the five games, 49ers have a lead. And again, they lose it because of Gabbert's play. Defense showed out, missing Bowman, missing DeForest Buckner, missing all kinds of defensive people. And they show up and they, they play hard. Yes, they gave up 150 yards rushing to David Johnson, but they also only gave up 10 completions for 100 yards passing. They did everything that they could to let the 49ers win, and Gabbert could not get out of his own way. Missing, missing wide-open passes for touchdowns, throwing those interceptions. One, not totally his fault, but that second one's horrible. And when you give up interceptions like that in your own red zone, the Cardinals, of course, are going to score off of that. No, the turnovers killed him in this one. Uh, coming in, Carson Palmer was injured, so... Drew Stanton, who was an 11-year vet that um, I think most people didn't realize that coming into this game that he had been in the league for 11 years. They they put up a little statistic or slideshow that showed that from that draft cast that he was in that included... I, I can't remember all who it included, but he's the only one left in the league. Yeah, it was in a lot. It was a lot of big names in there too that got drafted. It just shows you how funny that stuff works out. But to go back to the Cardinals, I mean... I'll give the Cardinals credit here. They did what what at least I thought that they were going to do was rush the ball. And maybe this does something for their their offense and shows I mean BA has a Bruce Arians had the Cardinals coach has a tendency to go with the long ball and the deep ball, but if you if you're running that offense, why not just pound the ball with David Johnson all day long? Yeah, definitely. I would be giving him so much work. He he wouldn't come out of the ball game. He would be getting the ball Running that ball sets everything else up. You're going to need Carson Palmer back because Drew Stanton's an equally horrible quarterback as Blaine Gabbert. That's like uh, having Blaine Gabbert start for for your team. He's god-awful also. But but to at least to his credit, he is a backup quarterback in this league, not a starting quarterback. Gabbert shouldn't even be in the league. And either should, either should Stanton. He sh- there's no way he should be making $5 million as a backup. No, definitely not. I didn't realize he made $5 million as a backup, but... No, um, little shifty move by Fitzgerald in that touchdown. I mean, at this point, if you're if if you're a 49ers fan, you're looking like we are. We're begging Cap to come back. Yeah, it's it's time for him to come back. Um, story, big story today was they were restructuring his contract, getting rid of the guaranteed money for injury, which opens up the door for him to start in Buffalo. Um, later on this evening. There was reports that the deal is not as imminent as some believe. So I guess we're just going to have to live through the circus another week probably and see what they end up doing with with their starting quarterback situation. But they need to just altogether cut ties with Gabber, get him off the team. He's horrible because once you put in cap or even if you put in Christian Ponder, there's no way in the world you should go back to Gabber ever again. 
I 100% agree. Throw them down to the third string, cut them, do whatever, send them on a bus. I, I, I don't yeah, want to send them on his way. But but if you're a Cardinal fan, you, you're looking at this game, you're saying, all right, we have a long week. Carson Palmer will be back. Run the ball with David Johnson. You're 2-3 and three now. You're still in the hunt for a playoff spot. If they would have lost that game, their playoff hopes would have been done. And this is a team that everybody in, and their brother was on to, to be a Super Bowl contender. It was a sexy, quote, sexy pick. This was your pick. It was my pick. Yes, it was. Good call. <laughs> um, yeah, well, they they even get a longer week because they don't play until Monday night next week. Oh yeah, I forgot about they that. They play uh they play the Jets, so that front, the Jets front uh front seven, it's gonna be a, a steadier test. Um, but no Daryl Revis, he's out this this week at least. Yeah. No Eric Decker, I think he's out this week also. So let, let's see if they even get them back. Like I said, Cardinals catch all the breaks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So let's move on to the Sunday night, the Sunday morning games. Uh, the first slate that we have up here is Ravens are at home minus four against the Redskins. I I like the Ravens in this game. Um, I think they should have won that last game against Oakland. They had their chances and they let it slip right through their hands, letting Crabtree burn them for three touchdowns. Um, but they were still right in there. I'm I'm gonna go with the Ravens in this game, and I I like what uh, Terrence West did. Last game, coming out of nowhere. So I think they feed him. They just cut Justin Forsett. So they're definitely going to be feeding him the ball against this week, uh, Redskins defense. Yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of with you on this one. I don't trust this Redskins team. Uh, to me, they kind of got away with the win last week. It was competitive, and they gave up a, uh, an early lead. Well, can the Browns find any more ways to lose the game? I. Like I like I said in their bottom five, they they're a team that just keeps fighting and keeps rushing the ball. And when you rush the ball, you control the clock, you control the time of possession, you control the field. So I mean, I like the Browns. Ravens, they do a lot of that. Well, they Joey Joey uh, Joe Flacco is having an okay season, four TDs, four interceptions, but. I mean, I, I like the Ravens just mainly because they're at home. So. Yeah, he does. He does have over a thousand yards already. But yeah, I'm with you. I like the Ravens on this one. And next we have the uh, Steelers and the Jets. Like we were just talking about, the Jets come in limping. No uh, Darrell Revis. No Revis Island. Um, not sure that it matters because he was getting burnt um, every week anyway. So probably a good idea not to have him go against Antonio Brown in this game anyways. Let him. Gain some confidence by not playing a week. No, I uh, I'm with you on that one. Uh, I don't know if he, how long he's been injured for, or if he's been injured, or if they're just saying, "Hey, you know, get your stuff together and uh, take a week off and get back to Revis Island." But I'm I'm with you. I think regardless if Revis was playing or not, I'd still like the the Steelers at home here minus seven and a half. I'll I'll take the seven and a half even with the hook, and I just. I, I'm starting to come around and think that the Steelers are the best team in the AFC. They're they Philadelphia woken the beast and Antonio Brown. I don't know if you saw this. Did you see the headline about him talking about how how is a fine for twerking more than a helmet to helmet hit? 
No, I didn't. I didn't read it. No. He he. Yeah. So he came out and he basically just said because they find him for his twerking dance and he, right. And I'm with you on that one. How is a fine more for twerking in the end zone excessive <laughs> celebration than than having someone go out head hunting helmet to helmet? He was. I think he was fined twenty seven thousand. Well, I think this was his second time twerking in the end zone. So when you're a repeat offender, the fines go up just like OBJ's. Uh, fine went up from the last one also so when you're a repeat offender that's what happens but i think this time he only did two thrusts and the first time he did three thrusts so. i wasn't counting the thrusts I'm not, I'm not too sure i think somebody pointed that out so really expensive per thrust ratio there yeah but yeah i think roethlisberger is going to keep it rolling he 11 touchdowns or four interceptions compared to four touchdowns and 10 interceptions for uh fitzy on the other side yeah, I watched a little bit of that Jets game last week. Ryan Fitzpatrick, once again, had a really bad interception. Uh, that kind of cost them some momentum. The problem with the Jets is that their defense isn't playing up to par. And and um, Todd Bowles? Todd, yeah, Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles, uh, he likes to bring the pressure. And when you can't bring the pressure on this defense and Revis isn't playing up to speed, they're going to get burned. And that's what continues to happen. So... Antonio yeah. Brown, I think, is going to have another career day on this team. I'm taking, I'm taking the points, and I'm taking the Steelers. Yeah, I think Le'Veon Bell is going to go off on, on this day. Also, probably more receiving than rushing, but re- receiving yards count just as much. And then Eric Decker is obviously out on the offensive side for the Jets too. So yeah, so let's uh, move on to the game that nobody's going to watch: Dolphins at home minus three and a half against the Titans. Yeah, um, I'm surprised they're going to play this game still in Miami. Um, it's going to be wet, soggy, nasty weather probably rolling through there. Um, I'm going to go with the, the uh, Dolphins in this game just because they're at home. But the rain might bode well for the Titans if they just feed DeMarco and, and Henry all day. Yeah, and I, I'm actually going to go the opposite way. I'm going to take the Titans here. Uh, I, like, I like them on the road. Mariota is having a down season, but kind of like what you said, I just can see them because of the wetness and and just feeding DeBronco Murray, who isn't actually running the ball too well. He has 66 attempts, 340 yards, three TDs. I don't trust Ryan Tannehill home or away. Yeah, he's a coach killer. He is a coach killer. I don't know how many head coaches he's already gone through, but he's a head coach killer. And I'm just staying away from times. They burned me last week on my pick – with the upset against uh, Houston, they had a chance for that game, and Mariota threw it away. So I'm not going to go with them. I'm going to go with the uh, Dolphins to take care of business. But I'm staying away from this game on a bet. Yeah, I wouldn't bet it, but I'm going to I'm going to pick the Titans in this game. So um, let's move on. Uh, Vikings at home minus six and a half against the Texans. Yeah, this game I'm I'm going to have to go with the Vikings, and this game I actually like them to cover. That uh, six and a half, I think they win by at least a touchdown. That stadium just gets loud. It gets ruckus. Um, I like the way Sam Bradford's playing. No interceptions still. He, he's not gunslinging it. He's just taking what's open and what the defense is giving him. They're not going to have Stephon Diggs most likely for this game, but I definitely still like them over the uh, Houston Texans, the Wattless Texans. Yeah, I think the key here is that Osweiler, when he is pressured, is a problem. He uh he doesn't isn't able to go through his reads. He doesn't know how to read the defense very well. He's still acclimating to this Texans team. 
I just like the fact that the Vikings can rush him, force him to make bad mistakes. He has six turnovers on the season, so he's averaging a little over a turnover a game. And this Vikings team just eats up turnovers. Yeah, I think they can get to him just rushing four, though, which is a big deal because they're going to have seven back there, not giving them any room. And Lamar Miller's been slipping in these past couple of weeks. So this Vikings defense is going to be so ferocious. With the crowd noise, it's going to be even harder for Brock Eisweller to get anything done. He's going to need big games out of his receivers. Hopefully Fuller's full speed for him. He's going to need a bigger game out of DeAndre Hopkins if they're trying to do anything. And definitely a big game out of Lamar Miller. But I just see the Vikings taking control and not relinquishing anything after that. Yeah, Vikings are going to be 5-0 and for the season. I mean, that's just a big surprise there. My big question would be Lamar Miller. He definitely is regressing. I have him on my fantasy team. He only has 93 attempts. Uh, he has 93 attempts, so they're feeding him the ball, but he only has 351 rushing yards. So I just think this passing team, they know that Osweiler, I mean, you would think that Osweiler with the, these weapons that he has, DeAndre Hopkins, kid from um, ASU, Jalen Strong, who who looked well in the, the preseason but hasn't done anything except for get a fine. Yeah, he hasn't done anything at all this so, whole year. You know, so, um, yeah, I'm taking the Vikings to minus six and a half. So, uh, next early game that we have is Browns getting plus ten and a half at home against the Tom Brady's. <laughs> the, the New, New England, England Brady's. <laughs> the New England Brady's. <laughs> we have Brady's back, Gronk's back, and he's hungry. Might even dance a little bit. But, yeah, there's no way Tom Brady and the Patriots – don't go out looking for blood. You talk about Cleveland being in this game or being competitive in all the games. This game, they will not be competitive. This is going to be a straight-up murder. This is Tom Brady slinging the ball around, LeGarrette Blount, bloungeoning a lot of Browns. They're going to be black and brown after this game because the New England Patriots are going to take it to them. <laughs> you know, I think the question here is, the ten and a half points, though—that's a lot of points for a Browns team that can rush the ball and eat up some clock. I kind of like taking the the points here because they're the home dog. The Browns are zero and four, but I would stay away mainly because you don't know what Brady's going to do. Also, is there? Might you be, know what Brady's going to do. Well, here's my issue with Brady: is this dude just spent three weeks? Well, he wasn't three weeks in Italy, but he's three three to four weeks where he couldn't even go to the stadium, couldn't have any contact with the What's team. What's wrong with that? Well, my point is, is that he he can't be involved with his teammates. He can't be involved. He can't be with the team when you're suspended with the NFL. You're not allowed near the practice facilities. You're not allowed. You're not allowed on any of the team related matters. So he hasn't been with his team for four weeks. Now we all know that I'm sure they're sending him tapes and they're having him look at things. But a week ago he was in Italy just chilling. Uh, you know, so buck naked, buck naked, and you know he was throwing some footballs around while he was buck naked. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, my concern would be here. You know, is is Tom Brady still on? Uh, Italian time coming into this game. <laughs> it doesn't matter if he was on Japanese time. This game's not even going to be a game. They blew out the Browns. Um, I'm confident in taking the line by the hook, the 10 points. I'm confident in, in this game. Totally Tom Brady, Gronkowski, the whole nine yards. They're going to they're gonna be slinging this thing around, trust me. I think I would be looking to put the Patriots in maybe a three-team teaser, 10-point teaser, something along that. Um, 
I would personally take the points with the Browns because they're the home dog here, and I like the home dogs. But I'm, I definitely think the Patriots win this one. So yeah, this is probably a three unit for me. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll explain that in a little bit here. Um, we'll get to that at the end of that when we talk about um, our bettings and units. We got a new uh, uh, betting pro- system. Betting system for you guys. To explain. So we'll go to. The another morning game Lions at home home dog here plus three against the Eagles. I'm all over the Eagles on this one with that defense. I don't trust Matt Stafford anymore. He's regressed back. The first couple games he looked like old Matt Stafford, good Matt Stafford. Now he's going back to regressing to bad Matt Stafford. I'm not sure what Matt Stafford you're gonna get here. Yeah, it's that, and they're relying too much on him. They have no running game. Their leading rusher only has 122 yards rushing. They they need some help out of that backfield. It was it was a big loss when Amir Abdullah went down for the season for them. So everything is on Stafford's shoulders. I mean, I would take him in a heartbeat over over Gabbert any day of the week. But um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Eagles on this game. Also, I just think their defense might be a little too much. Um, the Lions have no defense, so Carson Wentz should be able to go through them like a hot knife through butter. So. Uh, Ryan Matthews supposed to be fully healthy coming back to this game. They need to get Jordan Matthews more involved, but yeah, only only uh, plus three. I, I'm I'm pretty confident the Eagles can win by four or more. Yeah, the Eagles are coming off a bye week too, so they're well rested. Carson Wentz had more time to acclimate to the NFL game, like he's already done already. No turnovers for this kid. No turnovers. Uh, so I'm taking the Eagles here for the win plus minus the three so let's move on here to your favorite team the colts minus four and a half against the bears yeah they, they absolutely screwed me last <laughs> week against uh jacksonville they let me down big time um i told you chuck Pagano was gonna be fired but which i think he should be there's no way you should lose to jacksonville i don't care if you're playing in london or anything else but the thing that trips me out is this team just got done playing in london and Jacksonville did too, but Jacksonville has a bye week and the Colts don't. Yeah, I, I thought usually that the NFL gives both teams a bye, a bye week. Yeah, but... they, they do. So I don't I don't know what's up with that. So because of that, I'm actually going to go with the Bears on this game. Um, I just don't like the, the trip to London, the trip back in one week, and the Colts to be uh, ready to play this game. Their defense is horrible. Um, Hoyer has been... Been balling out a little bit. I mean, no interceptions. Two games, he already has 700 yards with four touchdowns. So he's hitting all the targets. Alshon Jeffrey is out there. Um, he might be missing Eddie Royal for this game. That's yet to be seen. But Jordan Howard's been playing well. I actually like the Bears to go into um, Indianapolis and get themselves another win here. I'm going to go the opposite. I'm going to take the Colts here. I think this is another must win. I don't understand Chuck Pagano here. The problem is they gave him an extension, so I don't see them firing him at all. But you never know. Jim Irsay has been known to go on drunken high Twitter rants. So my point would be is just give Luck the ball and let him run that hurry-up offense all game long. How many games are you going to go down 14 to nothing, 21 to 7, and then come back because you allow Luck to do his thing? Now, my concern would be with Luck is, once again, they can't protect him. This Bears defense isn't that good, though. So I could I could see this being a shootout. 
and and I'm gonna go with the better quarterback here, and I like Andrew Luck, even with even if he's on London time. Yeah, one one other thing is though is that they have no running game either. Frank Gore's a shell of his former self, which is really sad to see. But he he needs to know that it's his time, and after this season, he should walk away from the game because he's not effective um, running the ball. He's not effective out of the backfield. So they they need to get some somebody in there to help him with the rushing game and they need to get a line in front of him they he has the weapons outside he just needs a line in front of him and some running help and a defense well part of the reason why with all due respect to frank gore is that he has no offensive line i mean they were going for for fourth on i think it was like fourth and one and a half and pretty much with a game on the line and they throw a pass instead of giving it to frank gore and i mainly think it's because of that offensive line i mean you can't trust your running back to get you one and a half to two yards with the game on the line so you're going to throw the ball granted you have luck but still you rush the ball in those situations another reason why Pagano should be fired yeah so uh let's move on here the last or excuse me the first early uh, first late game that was our last early game and probably the game of the week here Broncos minus four and a half at home against Atlanta Falcons yeah they're surprising Atlanta Falcons Matt Ryan is playing really well hitting uh, Julio Jones for over 300 yards last week. Devontae Freeman's rushing. Devon Coleman's rushing the ball. Um, Devontae Coleman, though, he has that uh, sickle cell, so he might not be available for this game. So it might just be all Devontae Freeman coming up, um, which might might hurt them. I don't know. Devontae Freeman's yet to play a full game, I mean, the whole time in the backfield. So that might might throw off a little bit of the rotation, but... If they can protect Matt Ryan and give him some time, um, he, he might be able to find some open receivers. This is going to be a good matchup between Denver's defense and their offense. Atlanta's defense not as good. So, I don't know. This could be a shootout or it could be a, a 21-14, 21-17 game also. It, it can go either way. Yeah, Julio Jones getting um, cornerbacks fired. I don't know if you saw that. They released that kid uh out of uh, yeah, he's a rookie. He was he was a rookie. What no, he expect? wasn't a rookie. The other kid, the one he was like. They're both rookies. The Carolina Panthers start two rookies as their cornerbacks. Yeah, but the guy they released was he wasn't one of the rookies. He was one of the guys. He was actually I think their oldest safety or or or, or cornerback. I think he'd been in the league for three years. But um, but um, yeah, Julio Jones getting people fired over here. I mean, I to me. One of the things about the Atlanta Falcons, I, I heard this somewhere, was that they give up the – on defense, they give up the most big plays, and those big plays are anything over 20 yards. So they're worse in the league at that. But they are number one in the league in, in getting big plays on offense, plays over 20 yards. So <clears throat> playing this Denver Bronco defense here, can they not give up the big plays and, and – outscore this this defense is what i think the, the the denver broncos defense is the number two ranked in the league only behind the minnesota vikings obviously paxton lynch is going to be starting here because simeon's injured yeah well well they're gonna have simeon throw tomorrow so he might actually be starting um i would go with lynch i would, I would definitely go with him i like the way that he looked and uh in the previous game when coming in in Tampa Bay. So he let him get a, a taste of, of home field. But I think I might actually be going with the Broncos. Um, 
maybe by the hook get it to four four points but I, I just like Denver's defense too much to to give anything to Matt Ryan at he might not even throw for 200 yards in this game I'm gonna go the opposite here I'm gonna take the Atlanta Falcons here I like when we disagree I'm gonna take the four and a half I like the points I like the points against this this offense here and I, I my big concern would be can Matty Ryan continue his MVP performance because he is the MVP of this league so far. With 1,473 yards, granted 300 of them were Julio Jones last week. Julio Jones, almost 500 yards of the season here. They're going to have to cover him. They're, they might even have to double him. Um, like I said, I, I like Atlanta on the road here getting the points. I, to me, this would be definitely a game that I would tease up to take Atlanta, maybe give them six extra points, tease someone else down, give them to about 10.5 here because I just don't see the Broncos scoring enough points with this Atlanta offense to win by more than 10 points. So, Yeah, I don't see them winning by more than 10 points, but I definitely see them covering uh, four points here. I think Denver's defense is too much. Those uh, corners are actually really good, and they're going to take Julio Jones out of, completely out of this game, which it hasn't been hard to do. Um in the past so i think they're going to be able to do that especially at home all right let's move on here uh raiders at home minus three and a half against the chargers this is going to be a shootout overs 51 and a half i like the raiders here just because they're at home and and this san diego charger team boy. yeah mainly because i'm still concerned about the injuries that continue to pile up uh it sounds like uh joey bosa this might be his first game for the season he's coming back off an of injury um, the rookie that held out for San Diego, but I don't think that'll matter too much. Uh, David Carr isn't David Carr. Um, Derek Carr, not a little brother. Yeah, not not a sucky quarterback. Not sucky quarterback. Good Carr. Yeah, good Carr. Good Carr is having a good year. Raiders coming back from a big uh, home vic or excuse me on the road, big victory on the road last week. I like them home here. Not too much of a travel for the San Diego Chargers. Just going up north. But, um, yeah, I like the Raiders here in this situation. Their defense is starting to come around. Yeah, I like the Raiders in this game, too, at home. Um, maybe I might even take the hook, get this down to three points. Get a, Derek Carr has found himself a reliable wide receiver, and it's not Amari Cooper. It's Michael Crabtree. Michael Crabtree. Yeah, he, he said it for so many years. All he needed was a quarterback, and I guess he was aligned because he's balling out. Um, Latavius Murray might not be playing, but I like the way the other running backs on the team, uh, Washington, is running the ball. So I, I, I like the Raiders. Derek Carr's not afraid to sling it. He only has thrown one interception compared to nine touchdowns. So I really like them in, to uh, to get the job done in this game and move that record to 4-1. and one. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Raiders, uh, they're definitely in the hunt for that division, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I'll take the Raiders minus three and a half here. So let's move on to the afternoon game, that dud of the week. Rams minus one at home in L.A. against the Bills. So we got the Bills going east coast to west coast. It's a late game, so it would be a four o'clock start time for the Bills on their time frame. But Yeah, I don't think it matters the time for for them, but um, who do you like? I'm going to take the Rams here minus one at home, mainly because it's West Coast, or excuse me, East Coast to West Coast. I still don't trust Rex Ryan, even though he's had a couple wins. It looks like the Patriots threw in the towel last week against this Bills team. 
he did get a win against uh, the Cardinals, but obviously, as we can tell, the Cardinals aren't as good as we thought they are. I like the Rams at home. Keenum, all of a sudden, throwing the ball around. This is a guy who, week one, we weren't even sure if he should be in the league, let alone starting for an NFL team. But Jeff Fisher, once again, does again. He'll, he might actually go 7-9 and nine after all. Yeah, he's he, he's this team's going to come back down to earth, and I think it starts this week. I have the Bills all over this game to get the win. Um, LaShawn McCoy banged up his hand today, but he should be good to go. It's not as, as serious as, as they thought. But I just think the, he's going to scheme something up for, their, for Case Keenum because Case Keenum is not a good quarterback. And the way that the Rams the, – the three victories the Rams have are a total of nine points <laughs> in their three victories. That's true. So I think the Bills go in there and they, uh, they get another hard-earned win. The Rams' defense um, – has turned around that I believe in because their front seven is really good. But I think the Bills go in and get a win this week. Yeah, so once again, we disagree here. Um, I'm going to stick with the Rams, minus one. So this pretty much game's pretty much pick them. I personally would have bet it, but if you but have to pick someone here, so I'm going to take the Rams. Um, the game, the afternoon game I like the most from a betting purpose is Bengals on the road against the, or excuse me, the Cowboys laying one and a half. So Cowboys are a home dog here. This is the first time Dak Prescott has faced a decent defense. I want to see how he does with that. I'm going to take the red rifle here. Minus one and a half, the Bengals. Who you got? Yeah, this is going to be my lock of the week. I'm taking the Bengals for this game. Um, the red rifle gets it done, throwing to A.J. Green. You, we saw the 49ers jump out to a 14-0 lead. And if that happens again with uh, the Bengals getting that 14-0 lead, you could probably kiss this goodbye because that's going to take Ezekiel right out of the game. Des Bryant not expected to play again. So the Bengals are going to key in on Prescott, key in on Ezekiel. Uh, Vontaze Perfect is back, rounding back into shape after last week's game. So I really like the Bengals. This is the lock of the week. Yeah, this is, I think, both of our locks of the week. So we're... Um... The Red Rifle is not Blaine Gabbert. He's not going to give this game away. Yeah, definitely. He's not going to be throwing those interceptions. Um, they have a, a better running game because their their line can open some holes. So, yeah, I, I really like the Bengals. The Cowboys' defense is anything to be feared. So, Bengals go in, they get a win, and uh, they're going to need it because I think they have uh, some pretty tough games coming up. Yeah, and then they're two and two right now. So yeah, so they so they need to win. They need to keep pace. Your boys, your division p- winners. Yeah, I'm kind of uh, swung the other way now. I mean, I'm all over the Steelers, but I still agree with you. I so if I had to redo that pick, I would definitely pick the Steelers to win that division. But I'm gonna stick with the Bengals. They were my pick at the beginning of the season. It's gonna be tough for them though. They need to start beating the teams that don't matter. And I'm sorry, but the Cowboys don't matter. Yeah, they're uh, pretenders to me. Yeah, definitely. So let's move on to the Packers at home, minus seven against the Giants. This is the Carrie Underwood game. Um, I'm going to go with the uh, Packers to win this game. Oh, yeah, we're at the night game already. Yeah, yeah. Aaron Rodgers uh, coming off of bye week, so had that extra time to prepare. They're going to try to pull some stunts on Odell Beckham, try to get him another penalty flag. He's not liking the game right now. Let's see how much Eli Manning tries to get him the ball. But this game's in Green Bay, extra time, extra rest. I think the Packers win this game. 
Yeah, I, I think the Packers win this game. I think the line is appropriate, minus seven. I would probably stay away from this game if I was to do anything. Definitely. I I would I would maybe take the Giants and the points just because it's seven and you'll probably end up with a push regardless. Um, Eli has and Manning always has a way of losing the games he should win and winning the games he shouldn't. Yeah. So this kind of has that written all over it. Obviously, we've heard a lot of talk about Odo Beckham Jr. Does he need a sports psychiatrist? Does he need, you know, his pampers changed? I, I don't know what's going on with this kid. He needs to get back his head back in the game. I think he'll be fine, though. But but still, I mean, Eli has a, a bunch of threats here. He, has, he still has three very good wide receivers. I can see this being a shootout, but I wouldn't be shocked if um, the Giants win this game. I personally would do a stay away on this one. I would take the points just because it's going to be a push, but I see the Packers winning. Don't bet against Aaron Rodgers on Sunday night football. Yeah, def- definitely agree. So Packers definitely win this game, I think. Um, and the Monday night game, I know I know you, you had a bit of a surpriser for this one. Yeah, I like Tampa Bay here. I mean, what we've seen from Carolina so far – this this team can't protect Cam Newton. Cam might not even play. I mean, I don't think it's been decided for sure, but it's looking like he's he's not going to be able to play. Yeah, I don't think he's going to. They they couldn't protect Cam. He's their leading rusher right now because they have no rushing game. Carolina has no rushing game. I like Tampa Bay here. I like getting the points on the road. Division game. Jamin Winston, he's he's up and down, but but he is a decent quarterback. Um, this this Carolina team, like we had talked about previously, their cornerbacks are both rookies. Got burned last week by Julio Jones. I mean, I I just think that this all points to Tampa Bay. I I even like them to win in this particular game. I picked them to win, and I'll take the plus four and a half. I don't know if I will put my money where my mouth is, but I'm gonna say you know they come into Carolina and get a win here. Yeah, depending on how Sunday goes. Um... This might be a stay away, but I'm going to take the Panthers. doesn't matter for me if Cam Newton or uh, Derek Anderson is starting for this game. When Derek Anderson came in, they started putting up even more points because they're not running that stupid power quarterback opening up um, Derek Anderson to those hits that Cam's taking. And Cam, what are you doing walking in for a two-point conversion, getting your head blocked off? That that was a, the most stupidest showboating that I've ever seen, and he, he got exactly what he deserved. No, for sure, for sure. Something I'd like to also point out here uh, that kind of point out how similar Carolina and the Cardinals seasons have both been. Now the Cardinals got a win last this week, so we already know that, but going to after week four, both Cam Newton and Carson Palmer have thrown for six TDs and five interceptions. Yeah, both of them... Out with a concussion. Both of them out with the concussion. Both of them one and three. Both of them one and three. So yeah, there's a lot of things that are that are similar, but if they want to stay similar, the Panthers need to get a win this week. They need to try to keep pace with the Atlanta Falcons um, after losing to them already. So they're gonna. I think they're gonna come in hungry. They need to do everything they can to scratch and claw out a, a win in this game. So I'm gonna go with the more desperate team and say the uh, Carolina Panthers win this game. All right, so we disagree quite a bit this week. Um, 
one last thing we're going to go over before, so that recaps all of our, our picks this week, but we're going to start a, a new segment, if you want to call it that, where we each pick three teams of the week. Uh, this was a request from some of our listeners to kind of keep track of our bets a little bit more, if we're making money or we're not. So we're each going to pick three games this week, pick winners against the spread. We're going to bet in units, one to five units, five units being the most you can bet, one being the least you can bet, and then we're going to keep track of this for the rest of the season and, and, and let you know how well we're doing. So um, we're going to bet against a point spread, but we're not going to do the like minus 110 or anything like that. We're just going to do the point spread in five units. So if you win, you get five units. If you lose, you're minus five units. So right. so it's not we're not going to do like minus 130 or anything like that. No, we're, yeah, we're, that'd be too much. To that'd be too much to keep up. But we are going to pick three teams. So... I, I think we've already announced what both of our picks, and uh, I'm going to bet five units on this one already. We're going out the gate strong. I'm going to take five units on the Bengals, minus one and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. Bengals, minus one and a half. Um, I, there's really, we explained everything why, but yeah, five units on the Bengals for this game. Yeah. Do you have a second pick yet? or I do. My second pick is going to be the Bills. The bills. How many? Yes. Gonna, how much units you're gonna throw on this one? That that's a, that's like a medium range. So I'd say two two units for this one. So two units on the bills for this one. Uh, I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna go for my second pick. I'm gonna take the Raiders minus three and a half, and I'm gonna put two units on the Raiders minus three and a half. So nice, nice. And then my last one, I am taking the Vikings for three units to win by seven or more so minus six and a half minus six and a half you're gonna take three units of i can i really like that pick here once again we we talked about it earlier that defense is it's great against the, the texans uh the other game that i'm gonna take and i'm gonna put two units on this game here so i'm gonna take the ravens minus four against the redskins i just don't i'm not a believer in this redskins team yet so i've seen i don't believe in kirk cousins to me, they got a lucky victory last week. I don't think they should be 2-2. Two two. So I'm going to take the Ravens at home, minus 4. Okay. So I'll have to put units to that. So you have, so you have, uh, you're betting a total of 5. Nine units. You're betting a total of 9 units? Yeah. I have 5 on the Bengals, 3 on the Vikings, and 2 on the Bills. That's 10 units. Oh, yeah. 10 <laughs> units. <laughs> I know it's late. We're on Friday night. <laughs> so I'm betting 9 units. I got 5 on the Bengals. Two on the Ravens and what was the other one? Two on the Raiders. So, so yeah, that recaps it this week. We will be back at you next week. Um, we are getting the podcast, the iTunes podcast, back up and running. Um, subscribe to us there. We'll have that up there this weekend um, as soon as Apple gets it approved again. And then, you know, tweet at us, um, MikeD.TSD, Twitter, Ron uh, at Ron underscore Sports Dive. So, yeah, guys, uh, we appreciate the listens, the likes, the follows, any suggestions. We'll keep track of our bets a little bit better, the units bets, so you can see how well or, or how bad we're doing. So, you know, keep us real. So, um, once again, thanks for listening, guys.